each week, whether I'm on the ball field or in the bathhouse, I bear witness to a truly remarkable display of collective goodwill, compassion, and benevolence. An event that happens en masse, connects all of us to one another, and spreads joy throughout the hillside out of all proportion to its size. I'm talking, of course, about campers getting other campers Mary Lamb for them. Raise your hand if you've ever had someone get Mary Lamb for you, or you yourself gotten Mary Lamb for somebody else. All right. Well, there's no data to support this. I'm convinced you could connect any one of us to any camper from the 1895 season through a long chain, each link representing a delivery of Charleston shoes or Coca-Cola. We have campers here who have given up their time to schlep deliveries all over the hillside carrying two, three, four, and legend has it, even up to eight brown paper bags to campers who find themselves in the unfortunate predicament of being scheduled during the most significant activity period of the week. On the bench of a baseball game a few weeks ago, someone observed, people love getting land for other people. I'll ask, ask you, what are some of the other kindnesses that we see here? Things you often witness, you do yourself, or that you receive from others? James. Helping out with table duty. Helping out with table duty. Letting people borrow your long blues. Reese. Help during inspection. Pierce. Sharing your toothpaste. Sharing your toothpaste. Helping out in the kitchen. Helping people with the morning routine it can be chaotic. Porter. Nice feeling. Charlie. Sharing shampoo. William. Yep. James. Giving your friend some feedback, reminding him to turn his tag so he doesn't need to come back down and get it because he's forgotten. Looking out for each other's blind spots. Nicholas. Picking up somebody else's trash. Robert. Great example. Oh, Diego. Gavin. Um, helping or cheering on somebody when they're down in the tent. Cheering on somebody. Serving others first. His need is greater than mine. Townley. The last one. Say again. Appreciating, showing our, our appreciation, gratitude for talent show acts. Mary Lamb is not a currency, but kindness is. And the regular circulation of kindness throughout this hillside is one of the main reasons this place is so special. The topic of today's chapel talk is kindness consideration of others, and the powerful good that kindness can do even when it goes unrecognized. When communities are full of individuals who make a habit of kindness, individuals thrive and the community thrives. What are some of the benefits of kindness, not just for the recipients, but also for the people who show kindness? Ian. Trust. Trust. It makes you feel good. William. You're gonna say that too. Yeah, that's a big one. Well, respect. Accomplished. You feel accomplished. Teddy does the same. It makes you feel good. It makes other people feel good. Strengthens relationships. 
encourages others to reciprocate and pass it on. In addition, it can improve your mood, reduce stress, there are better health outcomes for people who have received kindness and shown kindness throughout their lives, enhances your empathy and compassion, and just general overall well-being and happiness. Even from an early age, we seem to demonstrate a preference for kindness and the motivation to help others reach their goals. A famous example involves infants who are presented with a puppet looking longingly up a hill that it wants to climb. When the puppet tries, one of two things happens. Either a helper puppet gives the climber puppet a boost up the hill, or in some cases, a hinderer puppet, a bully puppet, bumps the climber back down. Then the helper and the hinderer puppets are placed in front of the babies, and the researchers wait to see which one they prefer. More than 75% of the babies in these studies reach for or look longer at the helper puppet rather than the bully. Clearly, even babies are picking up on who needs help, who's helping, who's being mean, who did what to whom, and sorting out an understanding of their own social preferences. Think about a time in your life when somebody was kind to you, something that you still remember and hold on to. I would bet that many of us are thinking about times in our lives when we needed a boost up the mountain. Mary Lamb is sweet and lovely, but I bet the times we remember best and hold on to the longest throughout our lives are the times when we were on our own, when we were lost, when we were scared, when we felt under attack, when the strife was fierce. Echoing back to Townley's chapel talk last summer on hard things, one of the reasons kindness stands out at camp is because we intentionally seek out things that are hard. What are some of the things that we're asked to do here that are hard? Max? Um, baby like duties. Duties? Challenging? The long, the long walk. The long walk. Hunter? Getting up early. Getting up really early every day without, without a day to just rest and sleep in the whole day. Jackson? Being, being away from home for seven weeks. Xander? Cold showers. Yeah, some hands went down. Charlie? Hikes. Hikes. Julian, inspection, high standards, race. You're gonna say that too. Baylor again. No air conditioning. Some of those comforts, those creature comforts of home. William, expeditions. Gavin. Okay, there's a lot of hard things packed into the summer. When you are pushed and challenged and placed outside of your comfort zone, it forces you to acknowledge, in most cases, that we are interdependent that we need one another to succeed. The value and impact of kindness rises under those conditions. One such moment occurred to me, um, occurred on the 2016 long walk to me, which some of you may remember that I spoke about last year in this chapel. I was the long walk leader, and by the second day I found myself struggling to keep pace with the group. On the way up Mount Madison, I was short of breath, sapped of energy, and I was gradually moving to the back of the group, waving them on to go ahead without me. This was a low moment for me. I felt my identity, my pride as the leader slipping away, afraid of what people might think, especially if I needed to turn back, which was something that I was really seriously considering. To my surprise, the group waited patiently for me. They allowed me to catch my breath, 
They moved at my pace. And at some point, they started passing back high fives behind their backs from the leader in the front to the second camper to the third and all the way back to me. I felt seen. I felt pulled in. I felt encouraged. Think of the other ways the group could have responded to me. Could have shown impatience or exasperation. They could have shot me looks of frustration or contempt. They could have just ignored me and left me behind. Instead, they chose kindness and compassion. And when I think about that long walk, I think about that spirit of <coughs> kindness and togetherness. So if kindness is such a powerful force, if it can get you up the mountain, and per perhaps even we are born kind, then why are people mean to one another? Why are we cruel? Why is there so much bullying and teasing? bad about themselves and pass it on to others. Aubrey. Makes them feel good. Makes them feel good. Maybe Max. they have some problems. Okay, maybe they have problems with themselves. The majority of bullies are, are the targets of bullying themselves. Gavin. Yep. Will. Peer pressure. Yeah. Ben. Say again, Ben. They're afraid of what people will think. Rabbit. for insecurity, you can put off your insecurities, focus on something else, feel better about yourself. Teddy? To fit in. And what are some of the ways that we put others down or that we attack one another? How, how does this look? Failure. Okay. Calling them names. Wyatt? Highlighting those differences and then weighing them, saying, this is good the way we do it, you do it differently, and, and that's bad. Ian? May hurt them physically. Just pass on negative energy to them. Pip? Completely ignoring them, withdrawing your warmth from them. Teddy? Say again. Silence them, not allow their voice to rise up and be included. So you've hit on it here. The meanness is an act of often an act of insecurity. When you're feeling bad, you want to get rid of those bad feelings, you pass it on to others. It doesn't help that we live in an accomplishment-driven culture. Our worthiness is linked to our performance. Our dignity is dependent on our achievements. And our identity is rooted in our accomplishments and our status. One study of teenagers found that 80% value academic or athletic achievement and personal happiness over caring for others when ranking their top priorities. <laughs> so when ranking specific values, they consistently rated items like hard work over fairness and kindness. <laughs> At school, we talk about kindness and inclusion, but we can easily be led in the opposite direction. We've got rankings and ratings, winners and losers, and intense competition for limited resources. All things that are barriers to kindness. All things that produce more of those bad feelings, like insecurity, hopelessness, jealousy, and anger. And when you feel this way, it's often the safest choice to find a tribe, team up with others, conform to their preferences, and seek strength in numbers to look for vulnerable people and groups ostracize in order to overcome your own bad feelings. 
What we need to understand is that it can make a lot of sense to be unkind. So it needs to be overcome with a lot of good thinking, with intention. Think of the story of the Good Samaritan that Curtis read for us today. Not just a simple story of good guys being good and bad guys doing the bad thing. The traveler is stripped and beaten and lying on the side of the road. The priest and the Levite, they are the ones with status and power, reputations to preserve. They see the man and they pass to the other side. That road, where they find the man from Jericho, Jerusalem to Jericho, is a notoriously dangerous road. It's a haven for robbers and bandits. It's unsafe to spend your time there. You don't walk on a road like that unless you have important places to go, important people to see. They're not going to sacrifice their time, their well-being, tending to the wounds of a loser when they have spent so much time and energy working their way into the winner's circle. In an accomplishment-driven, status-based culture, this self-centered response is not irrational. The Samaritan, on the other hand, drops all of his plans, tends to the man's wounds, checks him into a hotel, pays for his care. It's a radical act of kindness and hospitality. It's almost more irrational for him to do that than it is for those others to be cruel. But from, we know from Bubbles' talk on the Pasquani spirit, by losing ourselves in service to others, we find ourselves. It's the Samaritan's willingness to lose, to be a loser, that makes him a winner. In the words of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. on the parable of the Good Samaritan, I imagine that the first question the priest and Levite asked was, if I stop to help this man, what will happen to me? But by the very nature of his concern, the Good Samaritan reversed the question. If I do not stop to help this man, what will happen to him? Losing that sense of what will happen to me, losing yourself, putting your focus on others doing that that we find ourselves. Like the priest and the Levite, I too have asked the question, if I stop to help, what will happen to me? I've been a target, but I've also been a bystander and the bully. I suspect this is probably the case for most of us here. It's a continuum, and we could be all those things in any given day. To overcome the forces pulling us away from our best, it takes practice. A habit of kindness character trait of kindness has to be cultivated. So how do we respond? How can we avoid meanness? What habit will make kindness come to us more readily when the pressure is on? How can we be the Samaritan? Matt? Um, like borders uh, we talked the other day, like just walking happily and if we walk happy and we'll be happy and then we'll make others happy very simple and very powerful. And, and we, you don't have to put yourself in a community where you have older people who care about you who share that message with you. Xander. Hold yourself accountable, hold your friends accountable. That's a good friend. Hayden. Having self-awareness. Self-awareness. William. Good mindset. Confidence in who you are. Tip. Remember the progression. Sow a thought, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a character. Sow a character, reap a destiny. Slow down, 
thought. Stop and think. How can I stop this? Who can I go to? Let your heart rate go down before you respond when you encounter meanness. Maybe that's on a walk. Give yourself time to think about the right act to sow. Mr. Vinny used to talk about how the most effective, most disarming thing you can do to someone who's being mean is to be kind in response. Even if you don't stand up to the bully, you can reach out with kindness to the target. In surveys, children who have been bullied report the most helpful thing that other kids did after they've been bullied was to listen to them and to spend time with them. It's easier when you surround yourselves with kind people in the community that celebrates little acts of kindness while also reminding people that hurting others is a big deal. Not all good things need to be like mountain views, but you have to work hard for in order to enjoy. When people are kind to you and expect nothing in return, it sends you the message that you are worthy of good things without having to earn or pay for them at all. When you learn this lesson, you're free to be yourself, pursue the things that you love without feeling the need to compare yourself to others. You're free to experiment, take risks. You can even accept critical feedback when a friend holds you accountable and grow as a result because you know success, succeed or fail, your worthiness isn't linked to your performance. In a friend group or a community like this, there are fewer bad feelings being distributed around circulating in the shadows. You yourself find yourself struggling with meanness, finding that your humor or your way of connecting with others, turning people away or hurting them, start small. Set a, goal, set a goal of doing one small thing for someone else before the next meal. Reflect on it. Find a trusted friend or counselor and share what you did and, and how it felt. A growth mindset is not just about intelligent or tangible skills like the piano, you can grow to become more kind. Don't underestimate the impact of one minor act of kindness. The very first week after my paternity leave ended, when Amira was eight, nine, 10 days old, I had to return to work. I pulled into a Starbucks drive-through at 6.30 in the morning, and when I went to pay for the coffee, the man at the counter said the car ahead of mine had paid for my work. That act of kindness from a stranger gave me a huge boost. I was on a high that whole day, shared the story with all of my students and colleagues, and I try to do that now every now and then myself. And here I am three years later sharing it with 100 people. It doesn't make, take much to have that kind of effect. Lastly, show appreciation and thankfulness to those who have been kind to you. Gratitude reinforces kindness and strengthens relationships. I'll close with one of my favorite stories about the power of unseen acts of kindness and service. Charles Plum was a U.S. Navy jet pilot in Vietnam. After 75 combat missions, his plane was destroyed by a surface-to-air missile, being ejected and parachuted into enemy hands. He was captured and spent six years in a Vietnamese prison. He survived, and he speaks still to this day about the lessons he learned from that experience. One day when he and his wife were sitting in a restaurant, a man at another table came up to them and he said, you're plump. You flew jet fighters in Vietnam from the aircraft carrier Kitty Hawk. You were shot down. Plummer was taken aback. How did you know that? The man replied, because I packed your parachute. 
I guess it worked, Plum said. Or, or he, the man said, I guess it worked. If your shoot hadn't worked, Plum said, I wouldn't be here today. He said he couldn't sleep that night thinking about that man. He says, I kept wondering what he might have looked like in a sailor's uniform, how many times I might have seen him and not even said good morning or how are you, or anything at all, because I was a fighter pilot and he was a sailor. He thought of the many hours the sailor had spent on a long wooden table in the bowels of the ship, carefully sewing the shrouds and folding the silks of each chute, holding in his hands each time the fate of someone he didn't know. We all have someone who provides what we need to make it through the day. Charles Plum needed his physical parachute to land safely, and then as a prisoner of war the next six years, he needed his mental parachute, his emotional parachute, his spiritual parachute. He called on all of these things to make it through that experience. So think for a moment about the people who have packed your parachutes this summer. treat people with kindness, no matter how small, when you let them know they're worthy of good things, regardless of their accomplishments or their status, you are packing their parachutes. And you never know when they might need it. I feel at peace here because it's the kindest community that I know. <laughs> because I feel free to fall from the sky knowing the care that was put into packing my parachutes. Knowing I will encounter hardships but have that support. So if we're all committed to performing acts of kindness and no meanness, think of the spirit and the sweetness that will spread throughout the hillside. Think of the freedom it will give all of us to finish the summer pursuing far off goals and the confidence each one of us will have to live into our best, most authentic self. In the words of Henry James, three things in human life are important. The first is to be kind. Second is to be kind. Third is to be kind. To be kind, there's no greater contribution or accomplishment than this.